2: This is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt.
3: My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name
2: is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. He's Enjoy. Got
4: the pan got quiet eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. There we go. There we go.
5: Hey,
4: hey. hey happy days. Happy days. I know you've been in a rush, obviously, uh, getting over here. You've had a bit of a nightmare with a couple of tech issues and things like that. It's okay. We, we don't take things that seriously here on the Blue Army podcast. So, like, Take a nice breath. <laughs> we're all we're all here just for a laugh and stuff no one no one's here to sort of ask you any really serious (laughs) questions or anything like that so do not worry um i am recording now but like it's not live or anything like that so you know if a swear word comes out and you don't want it to then we can cover things and you know i mean don't worry about anything (laughs) just just relax yeah
6: sorry
4: that we were late no, no, don't, oh, don't worry, worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. We're absolutely fine. We're absolutely fine. Um, before I, uh, obviously, I'm going to jump in and do the gimmicks and give us a proper introduction and everything like that. Um, I'd just like to say a happy 20th birthday to an old friend of the show who helped us on episode 100. I'm talking about a man who actually made his debut very recently for Carlisle United, Mr. Gabriel Breeze, hashtag feel the breeze, is uh, rolling across <laughs> Brunton Park at the moment. And uh, we're all obviously looking forward to potentially having him in goal in front of the Warwick. Uh, so that'll be like a momentification uh, for for the young man. Uh, so thanks for that appearance in episode 100, Gabe. I know you're listening and. Happy 20th birthday. I'm going to kick things off properly. Oh... Hey, How's it gone? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode one hundred and forty. I am counting that cheeky little uh, Christmas episode as an episode, so this is yeah. They all count. They all count. <laughs> that's right. They all count. <laughs> it's, this is officially episode one hundred and forty. And as always, not only am I buzzing to introduce you to the free men that I love to call the cumbrian brain trust max wills and liam you guys are here thank you for joining us but please let me introduce you to the american power couple that are stealing the heart (laughs) Of Cumbrians all across the (laughs) county. It's the first ever time we've had official board members on the Blue Army podcast. You've probably guessed it already. Please welcome to the podcast for the first time, hopefully of many, Jenna Pateik and Nicholas de Massey. I hope I didn't murder anyone's name. Nicholas.
3: Happy to be here. Yeah,
4: that, what an introduction. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. But thank you very much for being here uh, on the podcast. It means a lot to us. And uh, like I said earlier on, you know, we, we like to kick things off uh, with a bit of lightheartedness. You know, we don't take things very seriously around here. And the tradition that we have at the start of the show is the Blue Army podcast, Joker of the Week, which goes a little bit like this. They have <laughs> I think he's trying to. It's the <laughs> Blue Army Podcast. Joke of the week. Here we go, guys. Please, Please let this be a decent I mean, I've, one. I've swapped it out so many times. I mean, I've tried to get a good joke. I really have tried to get a good joke. I've tried to put my best foot oh. forward. But here we go, here we go, here we go. What did the drummer call his daughter's? And a one, and, and oh, a two, and a three, and a four, <laughs> and a
2: five. And... <laughs> I you, remember, you did the you know the Jose and Hose B one with the firefighter. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't that one, mate. It wasn't that one.
4: <laughs> but no, that's it. That's the Blue Army podcast joke of the week this week. Um, yeah. What was, okay. the, what was the
5: punchline? I completely missed it.
2: What? What? What does the <laughs> Yeah. Think... Listen back to the podcast, Max. Oh, okay. <laughs> no,
4: it's fine. I'll do it again. It deserves, it deserves a proper read through, I think. It deserves a proper read-through. What does the what did the drummer call his daughters? And a one, and a two, and a three, and a four. <laughs> There you go.
6: <laughs> I wish He's I would got asked. It.
4: <laughs> you wish you hadn't asked. Cheers, Max. Thanks, mate. You're supposed to stand by us, mate. And you're going to have to stand by us here because obviously, you know, we are joined by Nick and Jenna. Nick, is it okay if I call you Nick and not Nicholas? Is that okay? Yeah. I go by Nick, so Nick works. Happy days, happy days. Thank you very much. Uh, so we are obviously joined today by Nick and Jenna, and uh, Max, you were the instigator, really, uh, in getting this whole episode off the ground and making like today an actual thing. And uh, I think it's quite remarkable, sort of like how accessible uh, the the board members are, like you guys were. So like Max and and Jenna, like if you guys kind of want to tell the story about how this came about.
6: Yeah,
5: well, I'll, it, it's basically came about because I'm a cheeky sod and just messaged Jenna, <laughs> um, basically not expecting uh, you guys to obviously accept the invitation, but obviously really appreciate it. And yeah, I was gonna say the same myself. Like the accessibility has just been um, something that was talked about before the takeover, but I never actually thought would, you know, happen in real life. But yeah, fair play to you. <laughs> and Nick
4: and yeah, sorry, is that something that's important to you? You know, sort of like having that interaction with the fan base?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like through our personal channels, through Castle Sports Group on Twitter, we read everything. We also watch all the vlogs. Liam, we've seen a lot of yours doing game analysis and you're pretty spot on <laughs> most of the time. go yeah. so <laughs> no, really thank you. <laughs> to see everything, what people are saying and some are really close to what's going on behind the scenes. Some are dead wrong, but we love to have that open channel of communication we want to be accessible because you guys have so much knowledge too
7: yeah I've always wanted to ask you Liam is that a green screen behind you or is that a real blue wall
8: uh no it's it to honest, it's the loft that was just out of use it's my mom and dad's house so um I got my dad to just paint the wall behind me blue um stuck some pictures up um you know I'm I'm coming from family of joiners and that green screen was a bit too technical for me it was much easier just to genuinely paint the wall blue
6: (laughs) It
8: looks better. I think it looks better. Great. Oh, thank you. I, I never thought about that if, if people at the act club actually listen to the podcast. But yeah, uh, can I just say as well from the fans is like building on that accessibility thing. This kind of thing of coming on other people's podcasts is absolutely unheard of from um, other clubs across the EFL. And it's something that people, I think, strive for. And I think genuinely, not just for Carlisle, but I think this kind of fan interaction hopefully sets a wave of other clubs trying to do something similar because I think it genuinely, it, it is really good. And I think there's been a lot said in the past about owners not being there for the fans. And I, I honestly, I just want to say it's absolutely fantastic what you do and not just with us, but with the last ditch and just, you know, like Max says just being accessible for fans.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the club would be nothing without fans and we know that. So it's so important for us to have that kind of relationship and it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows, (laughs) you know, like right now we're all excited. Takeover happened transfer window. Like this is the chance to kind of flip things and get us back on our feet again. But we know it's, it's going to be like this. That's how football is. But hopefully the fans can just be patient and know, we're trying, you know, there's only so much we can do as owners. It's just as frustrating, right, when you watch and you're just not quite getting the result you want. Yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking.
4: <laughs> no, obviously, that... You know, there's I didn't- plenty yeah, I I didn't mean for us to maybe get in so deep so early because what I like to let our guests have a chance to do is, is warm up. You know, it's it's one of the traditions that we have here on the Blue Army podcast when we have guests. It's a very quick series fire, quick fire question kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's called the warm up. So uh, it's a little bit get to know you. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. So we're going to dive straight in, guys. It's the warm up. Um, it's uh, on a Tuesday night game. Or do you like a Saturday afternoon kickoff? Which one do you prefer? Oh me, Saturday afternoon.
3: Saturday yeah. afternoon. It's not even
4: close.
7: Yeah, I like the day. I like day drinking more than night drinking. Anyway,
2: <laughs> you can still day drink on a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening game. You just have to start early. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, I don't
6: remember
2: much? <laughs> That's a dangerous, dangerous
4: slope, mate. It's a dangerous, dangerous slope. Uh, do you prefer the classic blue home shirt, or you do you prefer the salad, uh, the fruit salad away shirt?
3: Fruit salad
4: i'm gonna
7: go classic blue i like the classic blue fruit salad is, but i don't know if i you know it's a statement i want to make all the time you know
4: <laughs> it's definitely made a lot of statements this season that fruit shirt uh, massively <laughs> um, right it's half time guys it's cold you're at brunton park you want a snack to warm you up and there's only two things left in the hot counter you've got brunton pasties or you've got sausage rolls which one are you going for
3: Sausage roll. Sausage roll, for
6: sure. <laughs> I'm
4: on. Has to be a good old sausage roll. Now, I know you guys have been doing amazing work, like improving hospitality facilities around Brunton Park. So that means you've obviously been in all the bars in Brunton Park. Uh, so I have to ask you, which one do you prefer? Murphy's Bar or Glass's Bar?
3: Oh, Glass I, Bar. I like Murphy's
4: Bar. Yeah,
7: I'm <laughs> with Murphy's Bar.
3: Bar is nice. They got a good
7: atmosphere in there, so. But I
4: mean, all of them do really. But yeah, hard to choose on that. It is Murphy's. Murphy's bar, but you want the glasses bar, Jenna? Yes. Yeah, just the bigger room, more people in there, bit of a bigger atmosphere.
3: Yeah, it sometimes even feels like a club in there
6: (laughs) when we go in (laughs) there.
3: We're
4: like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We're well, talking about making things feel like, uh, you know, like a nightclub or, or, like that kind of bar vibe. Uh, the music around Brunton Park has been very important this season, and obviously part of the success last season. So, which song do you prefer? Is it "Weekend in Paradise" or "Freed from Desire"? Ooh.
6: Ooh. I'm freed from <laughs>
4: desire. Yeah, I like it's a little such... bit more than you.
3: So. Yeah, I'm going to say free From Desire,
4: too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big pumping song. It's a big pumping song. You have to go for it, especially in this cold weather at this moment in the year. Um, would you rather be as tall as Thomas Holy or as fast as Jordan Gibson? <laughs> uh,
7: th- I want to be as tall as Thomas Holy because I've always wanted to dunk in basketball. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like to be able to do And I'm
6: going to say as fast as Jordan Gibbs
4: said. <laughs> 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 the... oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the worst thing you saw at Brunton Park? Was it the ugly carpet in foxes or was it the state of the Warwick toilets?
3: So we actually haven't even seen the Warwick toilets yeah. in person. Oh, no. You're not missing anything.
8: <laughs> it's
4: all right. I wouldn't
8: bother. bother. Probably a there. good thing. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, well, we'll say the carpet then. Yeah, it wasn't a good. <laughs> thing that no it definitely <laughs> wasn't right it definitely wasn't right but uh you know you know the uh the, the, the toilets in the warwick is is just a big talking point here on the podcast it always comes <laughs> up in in max's million pound idea which we're going to do a little bit <laughs> later on in the podcast but we'll we'll round things off with this last question guys what accent was the hardest to understand was it greg abbott's or was it gav skelton's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, I guess
7: I'll go with Greg. But honestly, some of the fans, the Scottish fans, sometimes uh, if people have been drinking, that's the hardest one for me. Like, I don't...
3: But up the blues. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I mean like obviously you know you brought up a good point there uh, with an English club having you know cross the border fans and having Scottish fans and stuff like that is that something that you guys expected and is that something that you're gonna maybe market towards and you know obviously a lot of the the merchandise is like English flags and stuff maybe on but maybe like branching out into that Scottish branch a little bit more personalizing things
3: yeah definitely I think it's a no-brainer yeah why not the more fans the better and um, also for you know the goals of making the training facility having that radius of 60 miles I think we're what 10 miles from that border what is that so, 20
7: kilometers or something like yeah. that? yeah why do
3: we have different measuring
7: <laughs> in the U.S.
6: <laughs>
4: yeah. 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 yeah it's a very American thing to do
6: yeah
4: <laughs> yeah I was gonna, I was oh, yeah. gonna ask you actually do like yard and inches or meters and centimeters <laughs> 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 I don't know about yard the metric is- system enough oh, <laughs> But, like, guys, thanks very much for doing the the warm-up. I hope you do feel nice and warmed up now. And uh, the idea is to uh, sort of get to know you guys a little bit better. Myself and Wills have a couple of questions that are a little bit more centred around you and not so much necessarily around the football club. But we've tangled things together a little bit. And, Jenna, I'm going to start with yourself. Uh, I've got a quick question uh, for you. Uh, It says, Jenna, you attended Florida State University and achieved in 2019 a bachelor degree in business. And then you went on to the University of North Florida and became a master of business, um, which is a a fantastic achievement within education. Uh, How do you think that sort of like interest in business has led to you coming to Carlisle?
3: Yeah, I mean, a football club is a business, you know? It's a sport, but it is a business in the background. And I think everything I learned from both of those educations is applicable for Carlisle, but also everyday life. You know, you can learn from everything you do. But, um, yeah, I would definitely say it's helped us. And Tom and Alice also did the exact same thing at UNF. And my dad is a UNF alumni as well. So cool that we all have gone to the same college for our Masters and we're trying to get Nick to go but
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go to the University of
6: <laughs> That's right, that. uni? <laughs> Yeah, That'd be
2: great That'd be
4: great I'm sure you might, you might get an honorary one soon the way that you guys are going on you know yeah. <laughs> up. Up this season who knows what the limits will be <laughs> but yeah it's a, it's a good job you brought that up Jenna because obviously I was going to mention the fact that Nick yourself you have achieved a, a bad bachelor of science within business and economics, uh, which is a slightly different degree, but you went to the same university. You went to the, uh, the Florida state university as well. Um, what's, what do you think that influence in business has led you here to Carlisle? Well, I, first off, I kind of got lucky,
7: you know, obviously meeting Jenna, that was the number one reason why I'm here, but, <laughs> um, other, yeah, no, uh, I very much in my current role. Um, as a business grad, I was able to get it and I do much like data analytics. Um, and so essentially with within Carlisle, that's kind of what I would like to do. Um, we obviously purchased stats bomb. Um, me and Tom have worked on a couple models, very base level stuff. But um, it's something that I, I think hopefully we can keep on pushing forward and kind of progressing in that area.
4: Now, uh, obviously, you guys, I assume that's where you met, is is at university. Uh, you kind of like alluded to it a little bit there. Or was it not? Now, that was going to be my next question. You're both shaking your head there. I don't know if anyone's heard the story yet. And that was going to be my final question before I hand it over to Will. Um, have you guys got a good how we met story?
3: Uh... <laughs>
6: not really. <laughs> <It's> very millennial.
3: <laughs> We're just out at a bar in Jacksonville, and we followed each other. Just how that happens when you just follow people. First time seeing him in person, thought he was cute, so I liked five of his photos in a row. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: classic, I the classic he slid move. Slid into his DMs.
3: <laughs> yeah. Slid in my DMs and asked me on. Yeah. <laughs>
7: I was like okay I guess I'm in the go zone now <laughs>
4: <laughs> incredibly modern I guess yeah, yeah. it uh, works w- yeah yeah definitely it, it it's, it's a tried and tested formula at this point it's like definitely in 2023 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah Will I'll hand over to you mate I believe you've got some questions
2: I have yeah thanks uh I am well. um yeah first so um did either of you play any sports when you were at school? Um, if so, which sports and what position? Yeah. yeah. So
3: I did gymnastics, competitive gymnastics, until I was yeah. fifteen, and then I oh, switched that. to just cheerleading. Wow.
2: Ah. my brother did yeah, gymnastics nah. when he was little. <laughs> <So> he, <laughs> uh, he did. He did. To, yeah, as well. so, yeah, very fit people. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't progress into yeah, no. that.
3: <laughs> Discipline. <laughs> gymnastics
7: that's for sure yeah um yeah and i grew up playing american football i played uh defensive back so the guy that covers like the wide receivers um so i was fast back in the day not anymore um and then i also played uh, lacrosse which i don't know if you guys know what that is here but it's kind of similar to a field hockey and i was a yeah, midfielder yeah. for them so just run- seen.
2: Um, yeah. oh thanks for explaining yeah. what those positions mean as well <laughs> 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 that would a have a been the of, next question a bit of a follow-up <laughs>
8: <laughs> Even if gone. What we don't really have it here. What what is cheerleading? Because you see it in all the American films, and I don't really know what it is. Closing the name, Liam. Yeah, oh,
3: no, so-, but- <laughs> <laughs> so in high school, it's twofold. You go to all the football games and you cheer on the sidelines. And honestly, it's a little kind of, you know, what are you doing here? We're here for the game. And I can say that I did it. But also you do competition. And that's where you actually compete against other teams and you do all the stunts and tumbling and dancing. So it's definitely a lot of hard work. Um, but...
7: It's a cutthroat. Dude, the moms take it more serious than, honestly, the girls. It's yeah. like, they will fight almost. <laughs> they're, they're insane out there. But is that, something we, is. Can,
5: is that <laughs> something we can expect to see at Brunham Park in the next few months, maybe? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Get dancers on the sideline. Yeah, oh, purely,
2: Uh, called nixon's vixens i don't know if i don't yeah i don't know if there was any reference to john nixon or because it was quite a while ago but they were like how old were they were they like 10 or 11 or something they were like young kids that like used to do a bit (laughs) of cheerleading for us but yeah that was maybe about 10 15 year ago but you know maybe get that back
5: (laughs) I've got a few mate who'd quite happily put on a little skirt and do a dance before the game, like.
8: And that includes me. <laughs> like the experience, yeah. maybe. Um, We're either
5: gonna bring back or the taxidermy fox.
7: We haven't decided. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: yeah. I wondered if maybe that was kind of like it, you know, it was starting to get old or something and it needed to be preserved. Just with it away. <laughs> like. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've got another another couple of questions as well. Um so there's three owners of of clubs among the ninety-two um English football clubs that have connections to Jacksonville. Obviously yourselves and then Shad Khan Fulham owns Jacksonville Jaguars and and the the Bournemouth owners, I believe, are Jacksonville-based businesses. Is yeah. there something is there something in the water there? Is it like that's quite a lot of people for like a town that a lot of people in the UK haven't heard of.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Bournemouth owner actually went to the same college as my dad. So the United States Military Academy. Mm. So that's like a very tight knit college where FSU, there's 50,000 students every year. It's a huge public school. West Point is like brothers for life because you serve in the military after. Uh. So they've been able to connect Um talk shot Khan is just an anomaly because he's not originally from Jacksonville. He just purchased yeah. the Jacksonville. He was just
2: looking for a oh. looking for a team, and Jacksonville would available.
3: Yeah. Jaguars, Fulham.
7: Um- <laughs> yeah, he's he's all over. Yeah, I, he's from Illinois originally, but we're glad that he's our Jaguars owner. He puts a lot of money into the community. And uh, you know, we actually have a big game tonight. If we win, we've got a good chance of going into the playoffs. If we lose, it's gonna be a sad day. Uh since, and night for me. I'm not it's not gonna be a good new year.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: what time's that
7: game
5: on? Might give it a watch.
7: Uh game is on what in
2: two and a half hours. Two and a half
7: hours, yeah, six PM here.
5: Uh, nice one. I'll get What's
7: that, that? I'll and get that like on the telly. In
6: the
2: build up to New Year's yep. Eve. Yeah. Um so it's but- a it's
7: a it's a life.
2: <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I was gonna say so when you're watching that, you can kind of be thinking about my other question, which is if you could bring one thing from American sport into football in England, what's you know, what would you bring over? Um, some aspect of sport over there.
7: Well, the Jaguar Stadium has pools in it, so I would like to bring <laughs> some Or <hot tugs. laughs>
2: well, pools for the fans to
7: yeah. enjoy no maybe uh maybe a larger food selection um i think that would probably be like the the true answer honestly for me
3: and some bigger yeah. screens yeah yeah, yes. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and um final question for me is um, next season when we enter the fa cup sadly we're already out of it this year uh, you can be potentially drawn against Anyone up and down the divisions if you get into the third round, potentially up to the Premier League. So who would your dream FA Cup draw be that Carlisle would get drawn against? And would you want it home or away?
7: I've got like three that I can think of that I'd really like. Um, I would say Newcastle would be one of them at Newcastle just due to proximity. Um, I think that away day would just be fantastic. Yeah. Self, um, okay. I would like to get uh, maybe Tottenham at home because I, uh, you know, when I first started following football, I was a Spurs fan, um, yeah. so I'd like to see that. And then I think either at Old Trafford or at Anfield.
3: I was going to say Liverpool. Yeah.
7: Be classic yeah. Yeah. away day. Well, let's go Old Trafford. I don't really like Man U, so we'll, I was we'll say in
2: the last in in <laughs> we have actually had a couple of those in the last ten years as well. Um, yeah. We, we played Portnum. Liverpool, didn't we? Yeah, and yeah, we I played Tottenham at Brunton Park as well. Yeah, we were lucky enough we to play Liverpool. Cool. Yeah. Lost on penalties <laughs> at Anfield, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey,
7: a crazy uh, day. How many people travelled?
2: Uh, over 5,000.
8: Yeah, we sold out, I think, didn't we? Mm. Uh, that's it would have you know, it been more if they'd have sold us
2: the Because that's the League Cup rather than the FA Cup, so those games are midweek ones too.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get there next year or, or somewhere big.
6: That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> it's, always, it's always just the icing on the cake of a season, isn't it? If you can have that momentous occasion sort of partway through it. It's a, it's a great occasion yeah. for the fans. It definitely is. Now, guys, what's a great occasion for us is playing a game here on the Blue Army podcast. And uh, I've designed a very special version of a game that we like to play on the Blue Army podcast in honour of your announcement here as guests. Uh, we're going to play True Blue or Not a Blue Jaguar edition. Now, the traditional version of true blue or not a blue is basically I pick a random year um, from Carlisle United's past and uh, from their squad, I'll pick some names and I'll make some names up and then the people have to decide if it's a true blue or not a blue. But the twist that I've managed to put on it this time, guys, is the fact that some of them are true blues and some of them... A Jaguars. So it's, it's wide open. You know, it, it's it's either going to be a Jaguar or it's going to be a true blue. Um, and, and will, because you've done a really good effort there, like asking the questions and stuff. I'm going <laughs> to sub, I'm going to sub you off. And not only because of that, but because you've got, you know, a bit of a, more of an archival knowledge of Carlisle United history. And I wanted to even the playing fields uh, a little bit more, and it's going to be Max and Liam versus Jenna and Nick in this very special version of, uh, true blue or not a blue guys so uh yeah it's uh it's time to play uh does everyone understand the rules is everyone okay yeah I yeah so. so we're
7: naming either hey is it a jaguar player or a
4: true blue exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah and it's it's yeah. you two guys versus versus liam and max uh so the first name uh that i'm gonna go for is uh it's ben coleman uh do we think it's a true blue or do we think it's a jaguar
8: who are we starting with true blue Liam and Max, are you gonna lock in?
5: Well, we... Max, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? Like it's it could could easily be, but um, I think that
8: sounds fairly American. It sounds,
5: you know. yeah. I'll go. I'll go Jaguar. We'll
8: go Jag.
4: You're gonna go jag. You're gonna go jag. Okay, okay. And uh, uh, Nick, you were really quick. You just dove straight in there. You felt it from the heart, mate. And uh, you know, maybe a bit full hearty, unfortunately, because it's Max and Liam that get the point on this one. It is a <laughs> yeah. Jaguar. Um, you know, it's from 1998. Uh, ben Coleman okay. played as an offensive lineman uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, so <laughs> I was. Four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but because because Nick, you you were you know you were, you were brave enough to guess first there. Uh, the the guys that have to guess first on the next question will be Max and Liam. Uh, so we're going to move on. It's one nil, and it's uh, Rod Thomas this time. Uh, what do you think, Max and Liam? Rod
8: Thomas. We've had a Rod McDonald. I'm not sure about Rod Thomas.
4: No,
5: I think Rod Thomas sounds more American. Again, to I me, think but... that as
8: well. Yeah, it's Rod.
5: Yeah, Rod sounds. But then you just said we had a player called Rod like two mm, seasons ago.
8: Yeah, <laughs> I I yeah. think Jag. I think uh, Jaguar again.
5: Here's
7: who's pulling from. We'll go Jag. We'll go uh, Jag.
4: You're going Jag. You're going Jag. Okay, you're locked in for Jag. Nick and Jenna, what you going for?
7: You know, what, we're gonna go Jaguar
4: as well. I actually don't know this player. We're gonna go Jaguar as well. Rod Thomas. Was it true blue? Everybody's wrong on this one, I'm afraid. The scores stay the same. There's three more opportunities to guess right, though. Three more opportunities uh, to claw your way back into the game. Uh, Nick and Jenna, it's your turn to guess first. Derek Brown, what do you think? Derek Brown, true blue or a Jaguar?
3: Sounds
4: like a Jaguar. Sounds like a Jaguar, but I'm going to go true blue. I'm going to go true true blue. blue on Derek Brown. Max and Liam?
5: I thought true blue, but...
8: I thought that as well.
5: We, we'll go. Uh, we'll go true blue then.
4: <laughs> You're going true blue as well. United, you both fall. Unfortunately, oh guys, uh, <laughs> everybody wrong once again. Derek Brown was a Jaguar. He <laughs> was a tight end from the nineteen ninety six squad or roster. I'm not sure what the correct terminology is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, can you tell
2: us what a tight end is? <laughs>
4: <laughs> we, we need to get 2003 and up. I, I will start schooling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not going beyond 2000, I'm afraid. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're close to the end. Don't worry. We're close to the end. Uh, the next one is Peter Valentine. Max and Liam, it's your turn to guess first.
8: Valentine. Jeff, yeah.
5: <laughs> surely
4: jag- Jaguar. I'm, yeah, I'm I thought that. Yeah. Saying Jaguar. He locked in for Jaguar. Jenner and Nick. True blue. Yeah, just to swerve we're gonna do true blue, yeah. We're gonna go true blue. And you're on the board, guys. Congratulations. It's <laughs> one all as we go into
6: <laughs> Mix it Get in.
8: as, as we go into the final. <laughs> That's one of the ones that if it was a normal round, I'd I'd have thought you'd made that up. <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like a real person
4: <laughs> Peter Valentine was a defender from Carlisle United's 1993 side guys come on you should have known that <laughs> well Nick did Nick evidently did obviously Nick and Jenna guessed it right it's one yeah. all as we go into the final final round guys and uh, it's uh, I believe yeah it's ready to go it's James Stewart is the name and uh, how are we, we going to lock in for this one uh, I can't remember who was next <laughs>
5: I think it. I think it's Jenner and Nick to okay. pick first.
4: <laughs> you can lock it in Jenner and nick. Jaguar. <laughs> gonna say Jaguar, Jaguars. Liam and Max. Well, we're I gonna have
8: to say th- yeah for a chance to win. We're gonna have to say yeah. True Blue.
4: you're gonna say True Blue for a chance to Nick. Uh, <laughs> a chance. <to laughs> win. Look, look at that! Look at they're already <laughs> celebrating. <laughs>
0: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They know the answer. already (laughs) Already celebrating because James Stewart was a
4: Jaguar. from 1999 and Jenna and Nick managed to steal a victory at the very death of true blue or oh, not a blue. Guys, thanks very much for playing. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoy playing the games. We've got another one for you a little bit later on, but it's uh, it's time to uh, to listen to some opinions and uh, so there's some rumours actually that have, uh, that have been percolating around the next segment is that, you know, you guys might have your ear to the ground when it comes to the next segment. But it's the one time of the show that, unfortunately, I do have to start off by apologising to you, Max. Max, I'm really sorry, because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's (laughs) Million Pound Ideas. Go on, Max.
5: Thank you very much. So it's something a little bit different for this week's episode. Obviously, because it's a special episode, because we've got Jenna and Nick here. Um, instead of doing one um, a million pound idea, I've kind of um, went back into the archives and picked out the um, one of the, some of the better ones and, and the ones that got the the more discussion from the fans. Um, so, firstly, it would be to utilise the existing training field behind the stadium for you know new facilities, new club shop, you know maybe a fan zone. Um, once the training facility comes available, like the new one. Um, because obviously there's, it's quite a big area behind the ground um, that they currently use to train in, and um, yeah, what has there been any talk about how that could be utilized after the obviously the stop training there?
7: Yeah, uh, um, in terms of the ground behind, I don't know if that's going to be where the the training facility that we're building uh, is going to be specifically because it's within that flood bank. Yeah. Um So I think we're other options around town currently. I think for now, obviously, it's going to continue to be a practice ground for them. Uh, But I know even today they had to go up to Gretna because I think it was too wet. So we're looking around different locations in town to basically find the new facility. And um, whenever we do come to that conclusion, we'll definitely let everyone know. But it's top priority for us right now.
5: Yeah, it's obviously a bit of a longer term ambition, that one, isn't it? Obviously, it's going to take time. But um, yeah, we're all looking forward to seeing what comes of that. Um, Secondly, is like an initiative that I remember when I was a kid um Liam will probably remember as well um so it was it was shirts for sevens, so basically when you turn seven years old, you used to be able to go to Brunton Park and you'd go on at half time and stuff and and you'd get a free top and it'd obviously so, make you think... your day as a seven seven year old i don't and I don't think we still do that anymore I'm, I'm sure not sure someone
2: got given um, one at the last game
5: this do they do it yeah,
2: I mean. It's maybe not. Oh. it's maybe not as widely publicised as it was. No. Um, well, I just remember because when it. I was
5: when I was um, seven, there used to be like ten of you like lined up, like absolutely. Buzzing. Yeah,
2: it's definitely. Not, I've not seen that.
5: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well anyway, yeah. That... <laughs>
4: No, but You're have, have you guys maybe got like any more like sort of initiatives like that? Obviously, you've you, you've seen that idea retrospectively. Maybe if with Will saying that you know they were doing it recently, giving away the shirts to the seven-year-olds. Have you guys got more ideas sort of like in the pipeline for for that sort of younger fans to get hooked on Carlisle United going forward?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great idea. That's the first time you know we're hearing of that. But when we came back, our first trip post Wembley win, oh, amazing, just walking around. <laughs> all the kids and the kits i feel like they had so much pride and the time before they were all in premier league shirts man city man united suddenly all the kids were in the fruit salad and then the blue kit so it's nice seeing the young fans feel that pride because we need them for the future we need it to continue to grow um and then we were also talking about maybe putting some tables inside brunton park on game day to sell like scarves and beanies just quick things when it's cold just the blue store is packed on game day, so if we just had some other little pop ups where people could buy merch, I think that would be good. Yeah, um,
7: I think yeah, just other kids' initiatives too, just getting them to the grounds, whether that's you know half off on tickets or you know getting free, et cetera. I don't really know the you know the dynamics of the business of you know which way we want to go with that yet, but it's definitely something that we're we're geared towards.
5: Yes, yeah, definitely like. Um... Yeah, it's obviously good to get the kids. I mean, since Paul Simpson's come back in, and like obviously you, you've arrived. It's I've seen like even at the ground, like a massive increase in like young people coming, and I think that's like really good to see. Um, you know, even like my friends yeah. and that, a lot, a lot more of them are, are coming down now, which is great. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to the final one. So this one's a bit different, um, but it has come up quite a lot since we've been doing this segment, and it would be. um to revert back to the the old club badge that we used to have, um, to like give more of a retro feel to like the kits and stuff. So I don't know if you've you've probably seen it round round the ground. It's like it used to be like um like the fox with the C U F C underneath. Uh, back in the back, mm-hmm. when we were, yeah. back when in the seventies, I like, think. Yeah, like, like yeah. That. Like that,
2: but we'd... yeah. At it.
5: Would that be something I do you if would consider? Or...
7: I don't know if we'd. Full on change the badge, but we might have in the works uh, within the next couple of years, maybe a retro jersey or something like that.
5: um, Where that'll be
7: good. That previous generation. But in terms of the badge, I think that the current badge is here to stay from our
5: perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It could all be like put out on a poll to like the the fans group or something like that. Yeah. I mean, Um,
2: fans kind of have a view on it because the current badge is basically just the city. The city crest, yeah, the coat of arms, exactly. yeah. So it's like you know, there are fans, plenty of fans with, with views on, on us having a badge that's more for the club rather than just copying off the city. I think that's usually yeah. all the older fans, though,
8: isn't it? Like it's just, just <laughs> people who that was the yeah. badge when they were kids. They just want to be you know, it's, it's, it's just... yeah. I think it's we're in the
5: we're in the first division back then, which was like the Premier League now when we had that badge. Yeah. I think they think, you know, if we go back to that badge, then we'll suddenly, get we'll you know, up League, go up yeah. the leagues, yeah. <laughs> well,
7: what, what's your guys' vote? I mean, would you rather have the current badge or do you prefer the older badge from, like, 1974, right? Um. um to
5: be fair, like, I think it would be nice for, like, a one-season thing to see how it went. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. um, you the know, because also... a lot of clubs do do that. Like, usually yeah. it's for, like, an anniversary or something. Um
2: and there's there's another older badge as well the one that's like just the fox's head with like a castle yeah Oh, yeah, it's, it's like, like I I in the same <laughs> like that one? <laughs> I've, seen like,
4: no. um, <laughs> I've seen, like, a lot of, sort of, like, uh, at the moment, the, the uh, what do you call it, reversible, sort of, like, merchandise as well. Like, I've seen, like a, like, a lot of training kits that you can turn inside out and it goes from, like, one colour to a different colour. Maybe you can sort of, like, that's maybe, like, a way to introduce it at first and sort of, like, you give the fans the choice which way around they actually want to wear it. I maybe that's a bit gimmicky, I don't know. <laughs> 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 but, like, if you could, like, you know... Is- walk around and see it on
7: that day maybe. <laughs> well we do have the fiftieth anniversary of being in the top division. So maybe something retro will be in the works. Um we're not too privy to that right now, but hopefully we can get you guys an answer maybe at a at a game soon.
5: Nice one. Well that's it from the million pound ideas segment. Thank you very much for giving your views on it. And um thanks to everyone who is listening who has um submitted ideas in the past. Um I think we might have a bit of a break from the million part idea in the next few weeks just to kind of keep it going. But yeah, thanks everyone who's um, submitted them.
4: <laughs> Nicely done, Max. Thank you very much. And uh, I- I'm really, really sorry, mate. I'm really, really sorry. Cause it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It was Max's million pound idea. Thank you very much, Max. Thank you. Now, Liam, you've been patiently waiting to sort of like take the floor. And uh, you are the the social media sort of like whiz kid that we have here on the podcast. Yourself and Max have been interacting with some of the listeners. You you sort of leaked the fact that uh, uh, Nick and Jenna were were appearing on the podcast. And uh, now... Gentlemen, it's uh, it's time to to hear their questions, what they had uh, for you. Liam, I believe uh, you've you've got some uh, comments from your YouTube section and various Twitter uh, locations as well.
8: Yeah, uh, I put most of my things on Twitter, and um, look, as people are all aware, Twitter often isn't the friendliest place in the world. So, I've, um, <laughs> but I have got a selection of comments here. Um, starting off with, um, we'll start off with. Carlisle United fan page who says uh, is Paul Simpson the long term manager obviously there's been a little bit of a a dip in Carlisle's form but with the fans still behind him do you think he's definitely the the long term fit for Carla yeah
6: yeah
7: <laughs> yeah we do we think um
8: correct you know, last year
7: monthly <laughs> run I, was a, a huge overachievement um, given the budget and and given you know what he had to stick with And this year, obviously, we weren't able to get in in August, which we would have liked to. But now that we're here, January transfer window, hoping that we can start getting some new results uh, in 2024, some positive results. But yeah.
3: And he feels the same way as well. He wants to stay in Carlisle. You know, he bought a house. He's from here. His family's here. He wants to keep his roots here as well. So I think it just aligns perfectly. And he's the guy. There's been some bad results but that happens that's football and all it takes is just one switch of the momentum and then everyone else you know fall back in love
6: yeah
5: Yeah. any any sort of negative comments that i made about paul as well get shut down pretty fast um in my experience yeah Yeah, like especially at the the Wigan game um at the end of the game there was like this bloke who'd obviously had a few too many drinks you know giving it large or whatever and he got put in his place pretty pretty fast so it's definitely a minority (laughs) who were you know yeah I mean it's
2: it's, it's it's inevitable when results are bad um doesn't matter which football club you're talking about or which manager there's always you know a certain percentage of football fans who if you've lost the last three four games it's time to change manager for them so you know it kind of you know it, it, it could be anywhere and it's not like specific to Carlisle either mm-hmm. yeah that's one
6: thing I
7: guess just with football in general over here that kind of shocked us was just how quick people get, get sacked. Yeah. It is like sometimes just
8: five games and they're just like, Fleetwood
3: okay. Town is on their third coach.
8: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny the way Carl I'll do that. I mean, I, I went on a um, Jill's in the Blood podcast just as we were getting um, promoted out of um, League Two. And I, I remember saying, even if results go wrong, I don't think there's a manager in the 92 that's as loved as Paul Simpson is. Like, even if things go wrong, I feel like no matter what, Carlisle fans just seem to absolutely adore him. Like, there isn't that level of love for a manager. Uh, in the entire football league, I don't think.
2: I mean, he's got us promoted in three out of the four seasons that he's managed us so far. Yeah. So obviously, this season he's not going to get us promoted again. So it'll be three out of five. You never but... know. Optimism. Yeah.
5: <laughs> second half of the second half of the season push. I'm saying. <laughs>
8: yeah. Well, that kind of leads on nicely I'm to pressed. the next question, even from um, an account called Bacon Brains. Um, they say. <laughs> Is staying up a must this season, or is the are the aims more long term than that?
7: Oh, well, I think it's twofold. Yeah, we really want to stay up, and then of course we're here for the long term. Yeah, we have plans to be here for as long as we live. Honestly, so um, yeah, I would say it's twofold. But yeah, we would love to stay up,
3: even if we just get twentieth and we sneak on by. It'd just be nice to stay up. Yeah, um, yeah. it's I mean- a big jump. Players as well. When you go from League Two to League One, I just think the games are a bit more competitive. And
7: yeah, some of the grounds you go to too are, are beautiful. I mean, yeah, I mean, as you guys saw with Wigan and Bolton, just we can bring you know four thousand, five thousand plus fans. Mm. Fantastic. So hope to Not stay as in many One. As we can Take
2: it- to that. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah. But like League Two is competitive. I mean, yeah. you've got Stockport County there. You got Wrexham right now, and even Barrow is doing pretty well. So. um
6: <laughs> yeah, we, we really <laughs> don't mention that name. Yeah, there's some here. discussion about how
2: we'd feel if we went down and they went up it's a funny thing about it as well because we never like you know we've only kind of like recently become rivals of them as well and now suddenly yes. it's like oh I hate them <laughs> <laughs> yes. hate them more if they went up while we went down that would kind of feel like a bit of a kick in the teeth for a kind of yes. and pride <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen just no, always been the biggest team in Cumbria and be so weird if we were they could and be in the know, premier league and be bigger we'd still us. be a bigger club than yeah that. we'd still be bigger than them <laughs>
8: okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah enough of the baras london um <laughs> a little bit more lighthearted. um any future potential pre-season tours in the states
7: honestly yeah i think we <laughs> want to do that at some um there's some there's a USL team that's coming to Jacksonville. There's also an MLS feeder system team uh, called the Jacksonville Armada. At some point, we would love to get, you know, a, a Florida kind of summer tour with Carlisle over there. Uh, but it's going to take some time and probably a couple more years, to be honest. But that would be something that would be awesome, and then hope you guys would come over. Bring your sunscreen, yeah. sunscreen
6: though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't to,
8: yeah. Don't have to worry about those. We'll
6: definitely.
8: Uh... We haven't had an an, an abroad tour since. Was it? Yeah, Ibiza. When, when we go? a, a I few when like we played Scunthorpe, Ibiza, somewhere. yeah, Ibiza, Scunthorpe <laughs> United away in Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one more sort of a uh, that that can be read out. Um, the um, as I'm sure people have noticed, the Pioneer Stand or the Andrew Jenkins Stand, as it is now, is sort of a little bit pushed past the pitch. It's almost as if they've somebody's dropped it in the wrong place. It's a bit over to the side um it goes past the pitch um is there any plans to sort of uh i don't know how you would fix that but uh, to sort of align it a little bit better
3: yeah we already have had a few architects go in and kind of survey everything what can we do with each stand what needs to change structurally um so yeah we do have a lot of stuff in the works there you just can't do it during the season because you know we're occupying yeah, it pretty much every again um, but yes, some exciting stuff will definitely change there.
6: Yeah,
7: I don't know if we're going to be able to fully move.
3: Yeah.
8: <laughs> yeah, you can't just pick it up. <laughs> to be fair, it
5: adds to the character anyway, so.
8: I like just putting yeah. the away fans in there and just, you know, yeah, can't It's nice.
4: It's really good.
5: Yeah, so I did a, um, did a, like a, a, reach out on, on Instagram. I got quite a few responses on there. Um, so from, Callum Harrison we've got what made Carlisle stand out as a takeover option and has there any, been any big surprises over the last couple of months that you've found after the takeover
3: yeah I mean I'm sure you guys have heard it from all the many times our family have had to talk about it but really it was the isolation we think is such a positive we love that this is the big club in in the north to own the north um and it's kind of been resolidified. the more we go to these away games. We got a beautiful tour of Fleetwood Town's facilities. They have a really good training facility and everything. They can't get more than 2,000 fans to a game. He's like, you have no idea how lucky you are to have a fan base that cares and you know the community that wants to go to the games. And then you flash forward to Wigan. You couldn't even hear them. All I heard was the away side. <laughs> yeah, I was stood right We're next down. to them.
5: I couldn't hear them either. Yeah, mm-hmm. sir.
3: No, and they claimed they were loud. And I'm like, nope, nobody can hear you. So we like the <laughs> isolation, the positive. And then hopefully once the training facility is built, you can sell it as there's less distractions, the air's cleaner up here, you know, come here, work on your football, get better, become the star. Yeah. You know, that's what we hope and what we see us on the North.
7: Yeah, and I think the, the biggest challenge or the biggest surprise, at least from my perspective, is just how much of a jump uh, League 2 to League 1 was. I knew it obviously would be, but just kind of seeing it, you know, in person, it's it's definitely a, a jump that I, I didn't expect. I knew it was going to be somewhat of a jump, but not this big.
2: It surprised me almost a bit that, because in the it feels like League One now is at a higher level almost than League One last time we were there. But I think there's just more big teams there, like finances, you know, the way finances and football work and stuff. You've got more, you know, you've now got really big teams Filling up the championship, and then they come down to League One, and you know, you know, it's almost like that. You know, the kind of like thing where the championships got all the big teams that were in the Premiership. It's just kind of like spread down the divisions a little bit, and now League One feels a bit like that.
6: <laughs>
5: yeah, it's definitely a, a no, tougher it's... league than I thought it was going to be as well.
8: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you go to teams like Derby, and and you know, as much as we like to let them weaken as well, you know, they're they you know they're fairly recently Premier League teams and yeah, we're, yeah. Coming up there. we're coming up against them every week so it, it is yeah. going to be tough
2: I mean when we played Fleetwood on the opening day of the season and Fleetwood haven't done particularly well this year but even in that match I kind of like was thinking this team are going to cut above most of the teams we've played in League, League 2 for the past yeah. sort of five or six years Yeah
6: Yeah,
7: yeah. no, it's, it's definitely been the challenge and hopefully 2024 brings us a, a couple more wins. That's the plan, yeah. at least.
5: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm optimistic, to be fair. I don't think we have to worry about going down, but hopefully. Anyways, Um, next question comes from Joe.e23 on Instagram. So he said, What could the next five to 10 years look like for Carlisle United?
7: I would say for Carlisle United, the plan is to be a solid League One club within the, you know, build ourselves as a solid League One club. And then eventually, you know, start pushing for promotion into the championship. You know, I'm not going to give a huge grand prediction. No, oh, we're going to the Premier League in 10 years, guys. Like, get ready. <laughs> I would love it, of course. But, you know, I don't want to be that person that, you know, says that. Uh, I think being a solid League One club and then pushing pro- for promotion to the championship would be a huge success story for us, at least.
5: Yeah, definitely. I think we all agree that that was probably what we would be hoping for as well. Because, yeah. Obviously, we've already talked about how hard the league is. And um, to just get settled there, I mean, a few, like in 2007, we were like pushing for a promotion to the championship. And to get back to that similar level would be like a, a brilliant achievement. Um, anyway, yeah. next next question is from Jamie. He said, is there a plan for the Warwick Road end in terms of hospitality? And I think there was stuff mentioned about the roof as well to kind of project the noise out a bit. Is there, has there been any more sort of movement?
3: yeah no there's definitely stuff in the works um just have to wait for the season to end but we love warwick and it's so loud over there that we want to make sure that it really amplifies so opponents are maybe scared to play up north but um <laughs> yes yeah. and we... do you guys like the standing or do you guys prefer the seats
5: i like standing personally you but... boys are all yeah. standing. Yeah. i am
8: I'm in, I'm in the andrew jenkins so that isn't really an option so yeah it's... If
5: you would to ask my dad, he would say Seaton because he's a bit too old to stand now, apparently. So,
6: <laughs> Well, with we yeah. my dodgy
8: knee, I do prefer Seaton now. But if you'd asked me a couple <laughs> of years ago, um, I'd have probably said standing, you know. It's always going to Something way, that yeah, kind standing.
2: of polarizes fans. Well, not polarizes, but, you know, fans of standing definitely. Uh, they big buy it fans out there. of standing. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like a lot of people at a lot of clubs who have standing wouldn't want to see. That become an all-seater thing, but you've now got the option of safe standing as well. There's now ways to actually have, yeah, have both. standing. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. The standing honestly looks kind of. We were just at Old Trafford and we saw there were some sections of it where there's like you know poles and then just the seats and stuff like that. It looked kind kind of weird, honestly.
2: Yeah, to me me and, <laughs> me and Skelly were in safe standing section at Wembley, which. Yeah. It was pretty much just a seating section, just that the seat, I think the seats, there was a bit more space, right. there was a little, like a barrier in front of you. And you didn't have the steward telling you to sit down if you did stand up. But other than that, it was just like seating, really. I honestly think like it's, yeah. it's
4: almost it's almost like a height issue as well. Like if you've got long legs like me, you physically can't sit down at Brunton Park, <laughs> 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 especially on a, on a busy day when you've got like someone someone in front of you and like everywhere kind of thing. Your knees are in their back, and it's a little bit awkward. So you sit side saddle, but then you're in someone else's lap. So like you know certain areas anyway. Uh, maybe maybe I feel a little bit squashed in. So that's why I always t- yeah like, tend to go for standing as well. Um, but yeah, that's just that's just me because I'm I'm a, I'm a big six foot four freak so <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of just my Thank issue you. i guess with the standing
5: yeah. as well you can um you can go a bit more mental when we score which is like more fun obviously yeah
8: that's true
2: yeah you're not kind of restricted to being in a spot either so yeah yeah when we score everyone people like run down the front yeah
5: um anyway the last question is from charlie and he said oh he or she i'm not too sure actually Sorry, Charlie. Um, <laughs> are there any plans to have music for when we score a goal? So that's we saw that at Wigan, and that was really annoying for us anyway. We've we because well. that
8: it's, was really awful. Fleetwood is the worst. <laughs> it, I mean, SpongeBob music, yeah. Captain,
2: you do not
5: have no plans. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm actually quite oh, happy about good. that. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it really wound me up at Wigan, you know, when they scored and then they got some stupid music playing and oh, yeah, it rubbed salt in the wounds. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> Within English football, or has that always been a thing?
8: Um No, it's it's new, isn't it?
2: I think yeah, since the nineties, there's always been a handful of clubs that have done. I'm sure I remember like Sunderland making a big deal when they moved to the stadium, a light of having of having gold music. But yeah, I think it's been around since
8: then. Yeah, I mean, like. Gotcha. I mean...
4: You go back in Arsenal, don't you? The Gooners, they used to fire the cannon when they scored, didn't you? That was the tradition. So there's always been some kind of noises going on like all over the place. Uh, but uh, thanks very yeah. much, Max and Liam, for taking over that and obviously like gathering the information from the listeners so we could uh, put that forward to Jenna and Nick. But guys, it's finally time to play the game you've all been waiting for. The real reason you've actually turned up today here on the Blue <laughs> Army podcast. It's time to play everybody's
0: favourite
4: game. Guess in the player. Guess in the, <laughs> <laughs> the player. I do edit the guessing theme song in, the play, in later yeah. and I can hear it, but you guys definitely guessing can yeah. And I absolutely love <laughs> it and it makes me buzz every time it, because it, yeah. not only is it getting towards the end guessing of the it, yeah. Blue Army um, podcast, it's all time to play everybody's yeah. favourite game guess that's right guys there. it's going to be we're going to split you yeah. up okay it's going to be nick versus jenna we're going to allow you to pick one of our champions max liam or will to co- accompany you on your mission and obviously your mission is to guess the player. There's gonna be three clues, and I flipped a coin earlier on, and it's Jenna's team that's gonna go first in this contest. She's gonna get the first opportunity to make the guest. So that means Jenna, it's time for you to pick your companion for guessing the player. Uh, who would you like? Would you like Max, Liam, or Wills?
3: I'll take Will. <laughs> Yay,
2: <laughs> Oops, okay, sat out the last one. You've <laughs> me up now to be a fountain of knowledge. So, well, you
4: know, you are the, you are the actual existing champion of guessing the player from yeah, last I season am. as well. So, to be fair, Jenna has picked very well. Um, uh, but obviously, Nick, it's your turn to pick. You've got Max or Liam,
7: yeah, uh, Max. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go with Liam just because I've been watching his
4: YouTube. Two yeah, for it's on the start of as well. Uh, don't feel bad. There's always somebody that sits out in Guessing the Player every week anyway. So it's nothing out of the normal for somebody to sit out and enjoy. As uh, as I take over as Clue Guide this week, we call it on Guessing the Player. And uh, I've, I've tried to make it recent. So you guys have got like a good opportunity to, to dive in there and uh, and uh, get it for yourselves without necessarily having to use your champion. Jenna, you're going first. And the first clue is... This player is obviously a current squad player who has a goal ratio of one goal in every 25 games. Who do you think it might
2: be? Will and Jenner.
5: That is a very tough. Yeah. Play.
2: I mean, he's I see what he's done because he has with current players, he has to make it so it's not too easy for us. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit stumped. Um it's kind of like one goal a season if you don't play very much. Or, so I reckon a defender.
3: Sam Lavell. Could be. Yeah, should we go with that? Let's do look. it. Locking
4: it in. We're locking yep. in Sam Lavell and it's the first opportunity. You might get it right, but you haven't, I'm afraid. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> unlucky, unlucky. The opportunity <laughs> goes over and now it's time for Nick and Liam to team up and see if they can guess... Who the player is, he has the goal ratio of one goal in every 25 games. Who do you think it is, guys?
8: Well, that's that's about two a season, isn't it? So I think Will's probably right in saying a defender.
4: Yeah,
8: um, it could
7: be maybe a right two or someone like that. I don't know.
8: I was thinking uh, centre-backs usually get more than two a season from corners. So I'm thinking maybe one of yeah. the full-backs. Um, any idea?
7: How many goals did
5: Mellish score
8: last year? Mellish will have a lot more than that because he scored 16 in a season once. He was Um, on
5: fire last season.
8: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it might be Jack Armour. Jack Armour? All
7: right, we'll go with Jack Armour then. That's a good
4: one. Locking in Jack Armour. And I can see why he scored a bit of a a, a great goal uh, earlier on this season but it's not Jack Armour either, I'm afraid. So we're going to move on to the second clue and it's Jenner and Wills once again with the opportunity to win, guessing the player. This player has over 300 championship appearances to his name. Who do you think it is, guys?
2: So i played a lot in the championship. Um, Paul Huntington played a lot for Preston. I, what, any thoughts, Jenna? <laughs> I'm I'm Paul. I'm, yeah, should we go, with Paul?
5: I think that might be a winner.
8: I think that's a winner as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs>
3: Everyone's
8: kind of
4: down in tools <laughs> already as they lock in their answer. <laughs> And Jenner and Will, congratulations. Yes. You've won, guessing the player. It was Paul Huntington. <laughs> he got it on round two. And uh, I mean, yeah, congratulations. You know, you've stepped in. You've done it. You picked well at the end of the day. You know, you picked the previous season's champion. You, you picked really well. And uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Blue Army podcast. I, I really do appreciate it. I, I honestly do. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. How did you find it?
7: We, we've had a great time. Thank you so much for having us. And we hope to do it again soon.
4: Definitely. And hopefully maybe we can organise something where we can all maybe get together at Brunton Park and do something audacious and and crazy and that's something that goes viral. I don't know. We'll get all our heads (laughs) together and I'm sure we can come up with some kind of crazy plan. Max, Wills and Liam, thank you again, as as always, for turning up for the Blue Army podcast. Nick and Jenna, thank you, especially for lending us uh, your time here on the Blue Army podcast. And there isn't really... Anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now? Bye
2: guys. Bye for now.
5: In a
6: bye.